This GCN program brought to you by Frederick Remington. Fully cooked bacon, the thickest, meatiest, center-cut bacon in the industry. Available at FullyCookedBacon.com. That's FullyCookedBacon.com. The show for PC users who can handle the truth. And now, here's your host, Gene Steinberg. This week on the Tech Night Out Live, we'll be featuring Peter Cohen, outspoken blogger and podcaster. And during that session, I'll tell you about my latest tech support nightmare. You got to hear this. We'll also hear from columnist Joe Wilcox. We'll have all this and more on the Tech Night Owl Live. We have outspoken tech blogger and podcaster and other things we can't mention. Peter Cohen. We can mention the other things. You used to do the gaming thing for Macworld some years ago. I did, yeah. I wrote the uh, Game Room column for them for uh, about 10 years. I actually came to Macworld uh, after starting my own game site. Why to ask about that a little bit? What is it with Apple that they've never really given a big push to games on the Mac? I mean, they have a zillion and one games on iOS, but why not the Mac? Why aren't they supporting it? It doesn't seem that hard to build more powerful graphics chips into their hardware. Well, that's uh, certainly a complaint that gamers and game developers have made. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, the the underpowered graphic systems and a whole host of other things. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot to unpack there, Gene. A lot to unpack there. Well, let's unpack a little bit of it for a couple of minutes here. Okay. I mean, back in the day. Okay, so I started reporting on Mac gaming back in 1994. To give our listeners some context for my sort of overview of the Mac gaming landscape, and I've seen a lot of changes. I mean, we've seen platform changes, right? You know, on the Mac, we watched the Mac go from the 68K microprocessor to the PowerPC microprocessor in the 90s, and then in the mid-aughts, it switched again to the Intel processor, right? So each of those represented really major fundamental architectural shifts for the platform upon which Mac software, including Mac games, were running at the time. From my perspective, Apple designs the Mac for a specific set of uses that doesn't really involve games. Games run on them coincidentally, but Apple doesn't design any Mac system with the intention of making it a competitive gaming system to a Windows gaming PC or Windows gaming laptop, like the ones that Asus makes or the ones that Lenovo makes specifically oriented towards gamers. Apple does not really do that. Apple doesn't really see the market for it. And there is, of course, a Mac app store where you can download Mac games, including what they call AAA games, you know, the the, the tentpole games that you read about in gaming magazines and stuff like that. Uh, And there's also Steam. Steam is a very good way to download games uh, these days for the Macintosh. And GOG.com and uh, Gamersgate and a, a host of other services offer Mac game downloads. 
So there are lots of places to find Mac games, but there's very little original development of Mac games. In fact, it's pretty much non-existent. And that's because the Mac is just not a primary game development platform and never has been, because it's not where the market has been historically. And Apple has not developed the same set of tools that game developers rely on in order to make their code portable, not just to the Mac, but to other systems, and really get as much out of the Mac operating system as they can. Apple's have moved the needle there a couple of times, uh, most recently with the adoption of Metal, which is a, a graphics technology pioneered on iOS that they've carried over to the Mac to help expose more low-level functionality and graphics to developers in easier ways than they've been able to in the past. So Apple has definitely moved the needle there a little bit, but it just hasn't really blossomed into an independent gaming market on the Mac. Well, maybe we'll see something. But is there even any sensible gaming market anymore on personal computers? Isn't it mostly about gaming consoles or just the portable devices for people who don't need the high power games? Well, yeah, that's just it. As Walt Mossberg uh, from Recode wrote about in his final column this past week, one of the really interesting things is that the the focus of, of computing has really shifted from the computer to the mobile device in your pocket, whether it's an iPhone or an Android phone or a tablet or whatever. Those more and more are the devices that are going to first. And I admit it myself as a game player still, as somebody who still enjoys firing at games on their devices, I spend more time playing games on my iPhone than I do on my Mac or on any other system in the house. Maybe that would be an interesting way to expand the Mac Pro market. Offer two types of graphics chips, one for content creators for the kind of work they do, and allow for also gaming. You know, have well, the maxed out gaming processor because it would seem to be the best hardware for it. One of the big complaints that Mac Pro buyers have had since the system was redesigned a few years ago is the the graphics uh, processors inside the Mac Pro. Now, we're, we're talking about the Turbine-shaped Mac Pro, which you and I have talked about on, on your show before, Gene. And it's a fine system for what it is, but it's not a system intended for gamers or, for that matter, for people who like to customize their hardware experience because they have very specific needs that stock equipment doesn't really live up to. Th- that includes gamers, but that's not unique to gamers at all. I mean, you know, video professionals, photographers, creative professionals of all stripes, have very specific uh, requirements for hardware or for expandability or for adaptability from their systems that they're not getting out of the current range of Macs. And that's a very real problem that Apple is aware of. The question is, how is Apple going to address it? Now, we're not going to have an answer for that until 2018 when Apple reveals the new Mac Pro that they've already said that they're working on. And we'll see what happens with that. I've seen speculation from bloggers and from uh, you know design buffs and stuff like that showing mock-ups of you know, what a new Mac Pro might look like. And, you know, people are letting their flights of fancy sort of go with it. And I think it's great. But Apple, of course, is going to keep a very tight lid on what it's doing uh, until it's ready to show it off. Now, what I'm really hoping for is that Apple would throw a bone to people who are looking to customize their experience by offering a Mac Pro that certainly has more internal expandability than the current model does. The current model is a very fixed machine. You can upgrade memory. You can upgrade RAM. You can upgrade the SSD uh, if you need to, but that's it. There's no further upgradability allowed. You can't uh, swap out graphics processors. They're soldered right to the motherboard, which is a you know central part of the unit, or the main logic board, which is a central part of the unit. 
some kind of expandability on top of that, an expansion card, an expansion interface uh, that enables people to put in new graphics processors or adapt the device in different ways. You know, I I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole, but look, give me an expansion card like I had on my, my old cheese grater style, aluminum clad, big giant 40 pound monstrosity Mac Pro. The one that got discontinued before the current turbine model. Just give me some expansion cards and I'm going to be happy. Well, I just wonder what the logic is for this. Because it seems to me, and I know when you're looking at the outside, you know, you can come up with all sorts of conclusions that may not make a whole lot of sense when you're running Apple under their constraints. So obviously we can speculate. We're talking through dark parts of our anatomy here. But what do you think? Well, I don't think that we're going to get an answer for that at WWDC in in June. I don't think that uh, we're even going to hear about that any time this year. I think that that Apple's going to wait until 2018 uh, when it's good and ready to talk about that. Um, As far as the gaming market is concerned, one of the things that you hit on, Gene, that I think is very important to underscore is that even on the PC, the gaming market is... Not a thriving market. Uh, most of the, the 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 heat and light in this business, as you alluded to, has moved either to console or increasingly to mobile. Um, so uh, it's still a huge market for the PC market. You know, it's still a market counted in billions, not millions. But it's not a it's not a growth market. And Apple, given the scale that Apple is operating at, needs to look for market opportunities where it can be truly disruptive and it can make a lot of money. Um, I don't think that it sees that in the PC uh, or in the gaming market, especially not the Mac gaming market, uh, because the Mac is so incidental to their bottom line to begin with. As you see, neighbors, this is a discussion that's just beginning. We've got a lot more to cover about Macs and gaming and the future of the Mac Pro and all sorts of other topics. We've got more to come with Peter Cohen. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Neighbors, I want to tell you about my favorite graphics app. It's the award-winning Graphic Converter. You know, Graphic Converter is the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features. And most important, it's easy to use. It's also far less expensive than that other app that you can only get by subscription. You know, the one I'm talking about. What's more, you can get 20% off with your order right now. So write this down to learn about Graphic Converter. Go to www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Let me spell that. www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. 
It's been said, any society is only three missed meals away from chaos. Those times may be near. Think about it. Our country faces multiple terrorist threats and aggressions from Russia and North Korea. Social unrest and violent marches yet again may lead to looting of stores and city shutdowns. And our crumbling infrastructure leaves our power grid vulnerable to long-term outages from a single cyber attack. When the chaos from any one of these threats arises, the government knows it can't provide during a widespread national emergency. That's why you need your own plan for self-reliance. That's where My Patriot Supply comes in. Get a four-week survival food supply for only $99. That includes breakfast, lunches, and dinners. Order online at preparewithgcn.com. $99 for four weeks of survival food that tastes like homemade cooking and lasts up to 25 years from My Patriot Supply. Get your kits today at preparewithgcn.com. Free shipping is included. Preparewithgcn.com. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Heart disease is on the rise. Clogged arteries, high blood pressure, and high cholesterol levels may not be fully detected by you, but the symptoms are there. Loss of energy, blood sugar spikes and drops, poor circulation, and irregular heartbeat are just a few of these that can alert you that something is wrong. Hear how heart and body extract is making a difference in thousands of people's lives across America. My blood pressure has normalized. My diabetes has totally improved. Everyone is telling me now how much healthier I look, and I'm telling everyone how much healthy I feel. I recommend heart and body extract to everyone. Anybody over 40 in the North American continent should be using this product as a preventative to keep their cardiovascular system healthy. Order your two-month supply today by calling 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. Or order online, hbextract.com. Heart and body extract, 866-295-5305. Or hbextract.com. We use cell phones against our heads every day. But now, a landmark U.S. government study confirms increased health risks from exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The time to protect yourself is now. The solution is Defender Shield. Proudly made in the USA, Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation emitted from cell phones, tablets, and laptops. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. Use discount code DEFENDER for 10% off. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in EMF radiation protection. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. We have Peter Cohen. And he's an outspoken blogger and podcaster. And he's got a heavy background in gaming. We were talking about Macs and gaming. And he's pointing out, obviously, that Macs are in a market that's declining. And that probably puts constraints on some of the investments that Apple might make in the platform. I still do not, however, see 
why they'd be a problem or what it would cost to simply offer another Mac Pro configuration with a graphics card oriented towards gaming. Period. Full stop. Maybe they'll they'll do that, but it's it's a niche within a niche, and I just don't see Apple really focusing much engineering or marketing efforts on such small incremental improvements to their bottom line when really what they're looking for is space shots. I hear you, but if they're going to put out a machine that sells twenty five or 50,000 copies a quarter, which is what the Mac Pro probably does, am I in the wrong area there, or is that pretty realistic? I have no idea. No one, no one outside of Cupertino does. We know that 20% of Mac sales are desktops. That means, what, 800,000 or 900,000. Of that, we assume most sales are iMacs. So there's a small number between the Mac Mini and the Mac Pro. That's all. Right. Smaller, so bigger than a breadbox, smaller than a house. You know, it's, it, we, we, we've got some vague idea, but Apple is not going to give us any more granularity, as they say, then they absolutely have to, and they don't have to. So we don't really have a clear idea based on that 20% of Mac revenue, how much of that is the Mac Pro. We, we know it's a very small number, though, because the Mac Pro isn't even made, in the, made overseas in order to achieve the scale, low manufacturing cost that Apple famously has for its products. It's made right here in the U.S. So Apple is, is making a boutique machine right now and is producing a very small number. And Apple has essentially spiked its own hardware sales of it by noting you know, to the tech press earlier this year that they made mistakes with the Mac Pro design and that a new Mac Pro machine was coming later this year. And in fact, a new iMac was coming later this year as well. So they understand full well when they make a statement like that, it's going to affect bottom line sales. People are going to put off buying equipment um, if they don't absolutely have to, because Apple has already signaled to the industry, hey, we're replacing this with something else. Well, we know, for example, the iMac has, when it's been updated, which it wasn't last year, is normally updated in the fall. So if Apple says the next iMac is going to include professional options, that's not saying anything special to people because most people aren't going to care. People who are buying these in institutional sales, you know, in enterprise environments, they're going to buy them as they need them. They're going to buy them based on their need rather than based on speculation on new equipment configurations, right? Sure. You see, it's different when you have a more consumer-level product like an iPhone. Supposedly, according to Tim Cook, iPhone sales were partly impacted by the expectations about an iPhone 8, which is more intense than we usually get. Because if you recall this, the iPhone 7 was dismissed because people said, well, this is just a minor update. Wait till next year when you see the real update for the iPhone's 10th anniversary. Yep. Yep. The, the interesting thing I also, I think that explains part of it. I think that the other reason why that might be the case is because at this point in the iPhone's evolution, you've got a pretty broad base of machines that is capable of suiting consumer needs pretty well. You know, for example, I'm using an iPhone 6 uh, Plus. So this is what, a, it's a three-year-old device now, right? A six plus, it's, yeah, it's it would be three years as of the fall. Right. It's still working fine. You know, the, I, I don't have any complaints about it being able to run the latest software. And sure, there are a few hardware features th- that are missing. You know, I don't have the nice uh, 3D touch that, that the, the iPhone uh, 7 does. And the, the, the 7 Plus especially, you know, the portrait mode, uh, if you're a photographer 
or somebody who just likes taking really you know beautiful pictures, the iPhone 7 Plus is, is unparalleled in the iPhone line. But my 6 is is rocking just fine you know, after three years, and I really don't want to have to replace it any faster than I have to. And I felt the same way about my iPad you, you know, for the longest time until Apple finally obsoleted it. And I, I think that a lot of consumers are kind of in the same boat. You know, we're, an iPhone 5 is still a good machine uh, running up-to-date software. You know, an iPhone 6 is still fine. And that represents, you know, four or five years of, of products that, that people are using. The market is just getting saturated. You know, so how much can you really force people to, to replace good equipment that's still working well? with new equipment just for the novelty of, of a few new features. Right, but usually two years was the traditional replacement cycle. We're getting near three. So if there are a lot of people well, out there... We've also seen the end of subsidies, though. We've also seen, especially in the U.S., the way that carriers um, sell these products to their customers has changed completely. So I think that probably has a lot to do with it. Right, but the way it works now is you have a lease purchase program. So you have a basic package, then you add per line, and you pay a small monthly fee if you're not buying it outright. In the end, your total price is probably not altogether different from what you used to pay. But because it's all a la carte, you now know you're paying $32 a month for the iPhone. And after two years or something, you can either upgrade and keep paying that amount of money, or you have one-year packages too which are slightly more where you just exchange your phone or you just pay it out and suddenly your bill goes down $32 and then you make a decision whether you want to get another phone or not so that I guess discourages people to some degree oh my god we now know what it cost me to get this phone not only that, but you know, in order to in order to get that that process to go faster, like in order to upgrade after six months or twelve months, you do have to pay your carrier an additional fee. You know, there's usually an additional buy-in for that. The the costs add up, you know, here and there, and I think consumers are getting wiser to it. And you know, Apple has also instituted its own iPhone upgrade program to help capture some of that business too. You know, so you could walk into an Apple store with a credit card and upgrade your iPhone and then sell them back your old iPhone when it's time to upgrade. You know, and that, that helps Apple keep it in the family a little bit closer. Well, there are different ways, but at the end of the day, just the fact that you now know what you paid for your iPhone or whatever you have, that's sufficient to probably encourage a lot of people to say, all right, not now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay, this is a measured, consistent charge that I'm used to. Why, why would I change that? Exactly. You know, so I'll just go along with whatever the terms are, which puts me on a regular upgrade cycle. So I'll catch you next time with a 7 Plus or whatever. Yeah. The plans they have like AT&T next, I think it's 12, 18 months, but it's a 24-month purchase contract. So after yeah, two t- years... Yeah, T-Mobile's got Jump. Um, yeah, uh, I forget what Verizon's is called. Right. It's, it's, they're all the same same idea. But if you don't get around to it and suddenly on the 25th month, your price goes down. Ah, this is nice. So what does Apple do? And we got a break now. Let's do the break. We have Peter Cohen. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. 
sure to visit GCNlive.com today. By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blockit Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. You've heard the phrase, you are what you eat? Not true. Actually, you are what you can absorb. So if the vitamins and supplements you now take are not being absorbed, what good are they? Introducing Protovite, proprietary liquid system that allows premium quality nutrients to positively affect the blood in an astonishing five minutes. Watch our amazing two-minute live blood cell video at TrueHealthFacts.com. That's TrueHealthFacts.com. Then call 502-410-3411. Protovite is nutrition you can feel. Protovite is nutrition that gets in. Warning, if you've recently declared bankruptcy, you're going to want to cover your ears. Because there's an alternative to bankruptcy, and it could be better than you'd ever think possible. But if you've already declared bankruptcy and have missed this opportunity, you'll want to cover your ears now. Here it is. Right now, the company that has resolved more credit card debt than anyone in the U.S. may be able to settle your debt, too. You could resolve your debt with one low monthly program payment. If you call right now and qualify, Freedom Debt Relief will show you how low your monthly program payment could be for free. Call now, 1-800-660-1297. That's 1-800-660-1297. If you're struggling with debt, this could be your answer. And the bigger your debt, the more money you could save. To find out for free how much of your hard-earned money Freedom Debt Relief could help you save, call now, 1-800-660-1297. Will the government protect your family from Iran and North Korea's newest weapon, EMP? We buy guns to protect ourselves. Home, health, and car insurance for accidents. Maybe you also have food storage. But how would you keep your refrigerator running in a long-term EMP blackout? Using tested military designs, the Solark EMP-hardened solar generator protects and powers your critical appliances for years without burying items underground or wrapping them in aluminum foil. Unlike other preps, Solark is used every day to to help offset your electric bill automatically. Visit PortableSolarLLC.com to learn how easily expandable the system is. Solark is the most affordable and powerful solution on the market. The whole system even fits in the back of a pickup or SUV and can install in less than an hour. See for yourself why Solark beats other off-grid systems at PortableSolarLLC.com. Don't wait for the government. Go to PortableSolarLLC.com to learn why Solark is energy insurance for your family. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented MyPillow, I wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. MyPillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do 
all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee, so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. Live with Gene Steinberg, it's the Tech Night Owl, because you never know what's going to happen next. With Peter Cohen on the Tech Night Owl Live, we're into the iPhone the upgrade cycles, which impact, obviously, the iPad, which we'll get to later. So, obviously, a lot of people are like Peter Cohen. They have an iPhone 6 or older. We are now coming to 2017, September, where the next iPhone is expected to be announced, possibly a 7S, 7S Plus, maybe an iPhone 8. Does Peter Cohen, after three years, go for a new hmm. iPhone? Or you say, you know what, the 6 is working pretty good, and I'm going to save the money. And well, next year? Well, that's a very easy question to answer, Gene. And it, it, it has everything to do with what Apple decides to do with iOS 11. Now, that we should have a clear idea for, you know, sometime next month after WWDC, because Apple will offer w iOS 11 uh, for developers to download. So we'll be able to get a look at it and, and see what what it's all about. But you know the interesting thing about that is is that Apple certainly makes decisions, marketing-driven engineering decisions. You know, decisions to stop supporting devices or decisions to offer functionality that is only exposed in newer hardware as a way of you know kind of moving people along through the upgrade cycle. You know, Apple is better than many companies are when it comes to this sort of behavior, but Apple is certainly not immune from it. True. And right now, the oldest supported iPhone is the iPhone 5 and the iPhone 5C. I would assume with iOS 11, the oldest supported model becomes the iPhone 5S. Maybe the iPhone 6, but the, usually it's, it's one year. So we assume the iPhone 5S will be the last supported model. It'll be one step above. As you say... So I don't think that's going to do it. But as you say, there might be features in iOS 11 that you really need the newer hardware. And finally, it's worth it to make the jump. And then again, what kind of condition is an iPhone or any smartphone in after three years? Yeah, that's just it. Unless you put it in like an OtterBox or, you know, a LifeProof case or something like that, chances are it's going to get marked up at some point during its use. Um, and that's going to affect the resale value sharply. And also, if you bought your phone from a carrier and it's locked to a carrier, you've got to get it unlocked or that's going to affect the resale value of the phone. Uh, there's a lot to consider there. Usually, they'll unlock after it's paid off. After it's paid off. As yeah, long as so you, you go to AT&T, for example, and you got a two-year plan. After two years, you call them and they will simply unlock it at that point. I mean, they'll try to sell you something new, but I can tell you stories about AT&T support, and you may not want to use them. Their support is, well, you know, the other companies have been bad, but AT&T got much, much worse after they bought DirecTV in 2015. All I'll say about AT&T is that there's a reason why I'm a T-Mobile customer. 
It's where you live. You see, it's okay for me, but my co-host on the Paracast radio show, Chris O'Brien, he lives kind of somewhere between Phoenix and Sedona, Arizona. He's in the rural area. He's out in the country. And the possibility that he'll get decent reception out there is at the low end of zero. And that's a reason why I wouldn't go to T-Mobile. They traditionally have not been good in rural areas. Oh, yeah. We went to the north country of New Hampshire, which is the the northern area. If you're not familiar with the geography of New Hampshire, the northern area um, near the, the city of, of Berlin, way, way up towards the Canadian border. Um, and out there, uh, unless you've got Verizon, you're dead in the water. You don't have any coverage at all. Uh, it doesn't matter who you're with. Rural areas, you know, obviously uh, suffer from, from worse uh, coverage than uh, than urban areas do, but even in a fairly suburban area, and I, I, I would count where I live now as, as, a, as pretty suburban, coverage on some of the carriers is worse than others, and that's got everything to do with what end of the spectrum they're on, right? You know, Verizon and AT&T really have pride of place when it comes to radio spectrum for cell phone uh, network build-out because uh, they're down in this uh, 700-900 megahertz range that um, uh, goes through building walls, uh, building construction materials very easily, and also uh, spreads out over a much broader area much more effectively than the higher band, I mean, that Sprint and T-Mobile operate on. Now, the actual radio technology that they use or the actual uh, switching technology they use is different. Uh, T-Mobile is GSM like AT&T and uh, Sprint is CDMA like um, like uh, like Verizon. But uh, because of where they sit in the spectrum, that affects how good their coverage is going to be in rural areas and also how well you're going to receive signal inside your home or inside buildings. Uh, and that's always been T-Mobile's Achilles heel, right? So a few years ago, T-Mobile actually bought Spectrum 700 megahertz A-band Spectrum from Verizon. Uh, but it's not just like they could flip a switch and all of a sudden they get all that Spectrum everywhere in the U.S. They actually had to build out a network using that Spectrum. Um, and they ran into a lot of roadblocks. You know, the, that some of that Spectrum's being used by um, digital uh, terrestrial broadcast signals. Um, it, it's, it's not everywhere. But... And it, on top of that, you also have to have a, have a phone that supports it. So um, the iPhone 6, for example, did not support LTE band 12, which is where the 700 megahertz spectrum is. Uh, but the iPhone 6S uh, does. And I know the 7 does as well. So the newer phones will operate um, and, and give you better reception in those areas where that stuff is supported if that's your carrier. But it just goes to show you what a patchwork and balkanization all this, um, this, this cell phone technology has really been over the years. And it's really crazy. And it, 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 the bottom line is, as a customer... Uh, sometimes you just scratch your head and say, well, why does my reception suck? It's a complicated question with a very complicated answer, it turns out. Just as an example, though, though, they don't make it easier, none of them, to set up packages. I went to Verizon for the heck of it because, as you say, it's pretty good in the rural areas. And supposedly they have competitive plans. So I checked a four-gigabyte plan with three lines. And... I just want the price. And no, well, are you a Verizon customer? Yes or no? Are you going to bring your own device? What are you going to do? What are the specials? They start nickel and diming you with all these stupid questions. And I just want the price. 
Yeah, good luck with that. Uh, another company or another um, business that's famous for doing that is uh, is is your cable provider. You know, trying to get a straight answer out of cable providers like Comcast about how much they want to charge you for what you're going to get is crazy. And it's a shell game when you actually call them and talk to them because, you know, they'll 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 play with with your price by offering you special package deals and limited time offers and stuff like that. It's 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 the worst ki- kind of flim flammery gene. And I've got no patience for it from any company from wh- that I that I do do business with. It's totally, totally impossible. I just checked the price for T-Mobile. One price, not a penny more. And this is unlimited. And so for three lines, it's $130 a month with taxes. And then if you get equipment, you pay for the equipment. But I checked that compared, well, they're offering supposedly unlimited bandwidth. That's their deal. But then if you use a certain amount of unlimited bandwidth, suddenly it's not so unlimited. (laughs) We're open 24 hours, but not in a row. Right. It's got to be one hour a day. You know, if you want your unlimited bandwidth, it's one hour a day. Hey, look, it's like let let the dog off his leash for an hour a day. That's all we're saying. What's worse here, by the way? is that there are stories now that after this, because of the climate in Washington, maybe T-Mobile and Sprint will merge. That's going to make a mess. I mean, whatever it is now separately, putting these two companies together, and I don't know what the network capacities are and how things work, that's going to be a mess. Setting up support infrastructure is going to be a mess. So for two years or three years... You don't want to use either service because it's just not going to be a good deal for you. Got more to come with Peter Cohen. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I'm here to tell you about GCNTelecare.com, a team of board-certified doctors assisting you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Within 15 minutes of registration, care your family can afford. Revolutionizing the healthcare industry, virtual consulting, providing diagnosis of non-emergency medical issues by phone or secure video on computer or smart mobile devices. 
GCNTelecare.com. Virtual care anywhere. Fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center-cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready-to-eat right from the pack bacon. Or warm and served. Life-saving, ready-to-eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at FullyCookedBacon.com. FullyCookedBacon.com. Be prepared for the next disaster with the Shelter Pod. The Shelter Pod is a large, all-season, heavy-duty, quick-deploy shelter. The Shelter Pod system can be set up in 30 seconds and includes an emergency medical kit, water filter, survival tools, and more. Are you prepared to take care of your family? Do you have everything in one place ready to go? Get it now or enter to win a complete Shelter Pod system at ShelterPod.com. The Shelter Pod at ShelterPod.com. Shelter when you need it most. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you. People seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com, and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. Do you know what's lurking in your water? More than 200 contaminants could be sitting there just waiting for your glass. With a ProPure water filter, start enjoying clean and great-tasting water today. ProPure filters, independently tested, latest water filter technology. ProPure systems do not require electricity and are easy to set up and easy to use. To find out more, visit your authorized ProPure dealer or ProPureUSA.com. That's P-R-O-P-U-R-U-S-A.com. know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl, live with Gene Steinberg. On the Tech Night Owl Live, Peter Cohen joins us. I'm Gene Steinberg. I want to remind you the best possible way for you, you out there, I'm pointing at you, It's not polite to point. So I'm looking at you instead. I'm looking at you. And if you want to support the Tech Night Owl Live, you can join Tech Night Owl Plus. We offer the commercial free version of the show for a modest monthly or weekly or annual or five-year subscription fee. Go to plus.technightowl.com, plus.technightowl.com. We've been talking here about the state of the cell phone industry in America, which kind of started from the discussion about iPhones and whether it makes sense to upgrade. And then when you do that, you have to look at the packages offered by the providers. And especially if you're in the middle of a cycle, you know, if you're in the middle of a cycle and you still owe money on your existing device, sometimes, I'm not sure how it works, if you go to 
the guy down the street, they'll give you money to pay off your contract to get your business. That's right. Yeah. T-Mobile made a big splash about this when they started doing this. I think they started offering up to a $450 bounty per device. Now, they weren't paying that cash outright. They were giving it to you in a, in a, in a combination of credits and rebates and uh, and stuff like that. But it, 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 it I think, drew, drew a lot of business their way. Their, uh, their churn rate was much lower um, the following uh, quarter or two after they announced uh, that they were doing that. So that's been a model that other cell phone uh, providers have also been looking at as a way to get more customers in the door. So yeah, you can certainly negotiate uh, a deal when you're hopping mid-cycle for sure. But why would you want to be saddled with that uh, to begin with? You see, a, a lot of what we've been talking about for the past couple of segments have been sort of, you know, the 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 the, the traps that that cell phone companies put on you that sort of require you to do business with them. My preference is actually just to buy my equipment outright um, and use it on whatever damn carrier I want to. Uh, At the moment, I'm using T-Mobile, but I'm not beholden to T-Mobile. I can cancel my account tomorrow and go with somebody else if I want. All I need to do is put in a new SIM because I paid Apple for a fully unlocked device straight up front. Now, that required, obviously, me to figure out a way to pay for it, you know, so I'm not financing it for $32 a month like we were talking about before, but I own it, and I can do what I want with it, and I can hop from carrier to carrier as I need to. That was an important level of freedom as a customer for me. I didn't want to be hung up on these contractual issues with my service provider in order to uh, to use my phone. You know, I just looked at the area where my co-host for the Paracast lives with T-Mobile, even without the extended LTE, it shows coverage of rains from mm, fair to excellent. I'm surprised. Coverage maps are a joke. I actually talked about this on a uh, an article that I wrote for iMore.com a few years ago, and I interviewed one of the uh, engineering VPs uh, for T-Mobile who is partly responsible for the creation of those maps. The the science behind how they're actually measuring signal is definitely slanted to favor whatever marketing message they've got. And I'm not saying this about T-Mobile specifically. I'm saying this about all of them. When you see these nationwide coverage maps, eh, come on. I mean, you're looking at marketing promotional material for a company that is trying to sell you a service. Understand what that means. You know, I understand they're going to have terms and conditions, but aren't there laws about false advertising? Can't you go to the Federal Trade Commission and say, I bought this package based on the promise that I've got service in my area. There is no service in my area. False advertising. Here's the coverage map. You know, it's certainly gotten to that point in the past. You know, the the carriers face class action lawsuits from, you know, lawyers that are looking for opportunities to make money from them all the time. Um, And, you know, they've, we're talking about corporate lawyers. We're talking about, um, anyway. So, yeah, but that sort of stuff happens. But, you know, is the FCC really interested in in uh getting into that fight that all depends on which administration is is pulling the strings yeah well (laughs) that takes you to a lot of areas but where to go that's just the point 
the point being here is I would consider T-Mobile tomorrow if they're giving me money to cover my existing AT&T contract or wait till the next iPhone comes out and really start from scratch. As long as I could be assured that Chris, my co-host on the Powercast, has coverage where he lives. Now, possibly if he knows somebody with a T-Mobile account, try their phone, see how well it works. No, actually, I think T-Mobile has a 30-day money-back guarantee, too. You can try them for, you know, a month. And I don't want to make this sound like an ad for T-Mobile. I just happen to, to know because I'm a customer. You know, so you can... I, and I think most other carriers offer some kind of, you know, short-term deal like that as well. So look into it. Look into it no matter who you go with. You know, what's also worth considering is the prepaid carriers. If you've got an unlocked phone and you're looking for a new cheap way to keep it online, look at the prepaid carriers because the prepaid carriers, by and large, are what's known as MVNOs or mobile virtual network operators. And all they're doing is timesharing on the existing Big Four's network. So figure out which MVNO you're interested in specifically, what network they're buying bandwidth from, um, and, and let that determine you know, what your expectation of coverage is going to be. Now, if you do that, the prepaid networks, their traffic is is managed differently. Um, and sometimes uh, data uh, especially is managed very differently. So uh, you kind of have to experience it for yourself to know what you're getting into. But those are done without any contracts and typically without credit, too, because you're prepaying for the service. Um, so if you're credit limited or, you know, if you're just getting started and you don't have uh, credit established yet, the, 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 those can also be good ways of uh, keeping an unlocked phone uh, connected without actually spending a lot of money and without having the, the kind of contract hassles that you might have with someone else. And by the way, some of those prepaid carriers are simply owned by the wireless providers. Exactly right. Metro PCS is a great example of that. They're owned by T-Mobile. All right. And Cricket is AT&T? Cricket is AT&T, exactly right. But they use separate advertising. So do your research, get the money-back guarantee, try to compare prices with all the terms, conditions, and nonsense. Hit your head against the wall three times because it will feel so much better when you stop. And I guess <laughs> ask your friends, because right now I'm in a position here. I'll tell you the story, neighbors, if you haven't been reading the technightowl.com blog, and I'll tell this to Peter. So he'll understand. Obviously, those of us who want to survive in the 21st century have several things going on, and even that's not always sufficient. So I have other things going on. And one of the places I do some work for, they have a partnership plan where you can sign up for a discount with AT&T Wireless. And they have a discount, maybe more data, available even if you are already an AT&T user. So I signed up for it three months ago. And it says you'll get an acknowledgement back and then within the next two billing cycles, it'll take effect. We've had three billing cycles. So I called AT&T two weeks ago. They'll call me back, got to research it. Okay, fine. Nobody calls me back. They never call you back. Now, the problem with AT&T, of course, is, as I said before, since the 2015 merger with DirecTV, They've combined customer support, and it's only grown a lot worse. 
so they have a voice menu where you speak what you want and it will never get it right. I don't care if you are a trained radio broadcaster with 25 years experience. They will not get it right. Okay. Won't happen. I called back a couple of days ago and I said, I'm going to sit here and work it out. Spend about three hours or four hours. I talked to 19 different people. You go from one to the other wrong department. Let me give you the right department. Right department. I'm sorry, you're in UVerse, which is their ISP. You need to talk to somebody in wireless. Connect me. They connect you or they start you at the beginning of the support cycle. So you got to go through all this punch three for here, punch four for that, or state your needs. And you go through a cycle. And I get to the department that handles these partnership arrangements where they work out discounts for people who work with other corporations. Now we'll get to the meat of the matter, if there is any. In our next segment, I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. AT&T support is awful. I've probably given up 
on any possibility of getting any advertising on the show from AT&T, but let's have the facts. We have Peter Cohen here listening gently. He'll have something to say. Finally, they connect me with the division that handles these partnership arrangements. We don't have an application for you. We need their foundation account number. A who what? So I wrote to those people, and they have no idea what AT&T is talking about. When you try to re-enroll with this online link, once you do it, and once you log in with your account from the person you work for, it no longer goes to the sign-up site. It's gone because you've signed up already. There's no way to just do it again. They can't take it on the phone. So I went to what they call customer loyalty. Now, if you ever want to cancel a service, and they all have it, they'll try to persuade you to stay with a service. Oh, you don't want to do that. We'll give you something. We'll find this secret package nobody knows about. It's going to be a lower monthly payment. Comcast does this all the time. Comcast is, is bad or worse. Of course, they all do it. There's always that hidden package where we'll give you a, a service credit or something. We'll do something. So I said, give me customer loyalty, which is what the AT&T department's called. I said, if you don't solve this problem now, I'm going to cancel. Oh, I'm sorry. We're in the home phone section. They still have home phones, AT&T. You're in the home phone section or you're in direct TV. We've got to send you to the right department. And one says, we're going to take you to a department that will handle your problem directly and get your discount. They connect me to a number that doesn't exist. This number is no longer active and disconnects you. Finally, I get the right customer loyalty department, and they told me that they would, number one, give me service credits within 72 hours. I'm waiting, although they confirmed it the next day after I prevailed upon them to look it up. And they'll research supposedly this partner discount that I'm entitled to and allegedly get back to me. Now, I will tell you my opinion here, and I think Peter will agree with me. The reason they give you this runaround is they don't want to help you. The only way you get help or get your problem solved is to prove you're worthy. It's a trial by fire. So they figure 90% of the people out there are going to give up after the first five calls. 19 people plus the 20th the next day. Most people wouldn't do that. I'm doing it because I wanted to have a story to write about and tell you what happened. So I'm still waiting for the service credit and the resolution. But I've gotten a partial service credit already. So at least I'm making progress. Well, I'm sure I speak for all of your listeners, Gene, when I say that I am waiting on tender hooks to find out what happens next. Well, tender something. <laughs> indeed, I, indeed. If your hooks get too tender, of course, it'll burn your fingers off. There you nope. go. We don't want your fingers to burn off because that would be just treacherous. So no burning fingers. Right. So there goes AT&T. And I don't know what I'm going to do. Let's look at WWDC. Now, we recall that in 2013, at the WWDC, we've got a brand new Mac Pro. It's coming out before the end of the year. And they demonstrated it. It shipped like an hour before 2013 ended. And most people who ordered them got them in the following year. Apple says in April, at this roundtable with reporters, Mm-hmm. They're going to introduce a new Mac Pro, but not this year. All right. But wouldn't it make sense if it's developed enough to show something 
to say this is what's coming. The new Mac Pro. Here it is. It'll be ready first part of 2018. Is that well, possible? That's exactly what they did in 2013 when they unveiled the new Mac Pro. They right. canceled they canceled the existing Mac Pro, um, and then they uh, showed off the new Mac Pro briefly uh, and announced that it would be la- available later that year, and then uh, did a more formal introduction of it and then began selling it very late in the year. Um, I'll give Apple the benefit of the doubt there. They were ramping up a completely new production system to create the device, um, and they had really kind of recreated it from scratch. So uh, I understand why there were production issues uh, that that limited the device's availability until the very end of the year, the beginning of 20, uh, 2014. But uh, look, they, they, you know, they, it, it was a big deal. Having said that, I don't see why they would want to repeat themselves. I don't see why they would want to do the same thing over again. I don't see what benefit it would have for them. I guess to show they're serious and to give people an idea of what they're working on. Well, I think by and large, some developers might disagree with me, but by and large, the the, the equipment that Apple is shipping is perfectly suitable for uh, most of of the the, the the software developers out there and and the other people who are going to be at WWDC next month in, in in San Jose. So, how relevant the Mac Pro would be to that specific audience is an open question. Well, I guess we're going to have to see what Apple does. I give it a 50-50 possibility. If they have something ready enough to show, they might have the incentive to show it. If it's still got ways to go, they won't. All right. If we're given odds, then I would say 25%. Okay. You know, I'm. we'll both lose, of course. Yeah. I, well, you know, we'll talk after after WWDC and we'll see how, how, how smart we were. One dollar bet. $1. A $1 bet. Very good. Very what? good. It's a sparkling dollar. You know, PayPal's fine. <laughs> I'll give you one PayPal dollar in exchange for one PayPal dollar. There we go. Okay. For one hamburger today, I shall pay you for two tomorrow. All right. Let us persist. WWDC, they're talking now about new Mac notebooks. It's kind of off, except for maybe the MacBook Pro. Obviously, we have an issue here with the MacBook Pro. They introduced a new version last October. So maybe it's a wee bit early, a wee bit early for it to be out now. But Yeah, but the, the MacBook Pro that they offered, you know, offered as many questions as answers. And one of them was, why aren't Apple's or why aren't Intel's sixth generation chips uh, in them yet? And, of course, the, the, the ready answer was because Intel doesn't have them ready, you know, in, 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 in the specific configuration that, that Apple needs. Those are available now. So I can understand the need for a refresh or the desire for a refresh to kind of prod people into that. The interesting thing that I've read, Gene, about this rumor that MacBooks are going to be announced next month is that Apple is also going to refresh the MacBook Air. And uh, people have been sort of calling for the MacBook Air's execution now for the past couple of years. So uh, if Apple does indeed refresh the MacBook Air, that would make me happy because it's a solid machine. It's got a lot of fans and it really suits a lot of Mac users quite well. The other question I have here is whether the KB Lake processor has a memory controller that handles 32 gigabytes. That's one of the big complaints they made about the MacBook Pro. 
whether or not the KB Lake processor has uh, support for 32 gigs, yes. Um, yeah, the, that the um, if if I understand right, the uh, the new machine should support 32. Um, yep, as far as I know. Right. Well, that would make a big deal there. I think that would it make would. A I, I think, I, you know, personally, I think a lot of that has really been overblown, and it's got. I mean, a lot of there, a lot of that is just is bicep flexing from from uh, from armchair quarterbacks who don't like the way that Apple has configured its machine specifically. But I think holistically, when you take a look at the way that Apple has designed the MacBook Pro from end to end, the need for 32 gigabytes is pretty specialized and 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 uh, pretty unique. But you couldn't get you know, 32 gigs before. So, um, you know, why it was important to get it right then. People are looking when it comes to Apple to something to complain about. Oh, it doesn't have 32 because some Intels do. But Microsoft Microsoft Surface doesn't have 32. And they say, why can't Apple compete with the Surface? We'll get into that next segment with Peter Cohen. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Owl Live. Neighbors, I want to tell you about my favorite graphics app. It's the award-winning Graphic Converter. You know, Graphic Converter is the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features. And most important, it's easy to use. It's also far less expensive than that other app that you can only get by subscription. You know, the one I'm talking about. What's more, you can get 20% off with your order right now. So write this down to learn about Graphic Converter. Go to www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Let me spell that www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by, making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people, they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a large portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-314-7417. 800-314-7417. That's 800-314-7417. 
Lifetime Gray's 100% grass-fed beef has the health benefits you seek. When compared to conventional beef, it offers good fats while virtually eliminating the bad. That's the result of cattle who never eat grain, ever. Rich in antioxidants, including vitamin E, C, beta-carotene, and CLA. No artificial hormones, antibiotics, or other drugs. For all our fresh, non-cooked products with only 100% grass-fed beef, go to MidasResources.com. Use voucher code GCN to get 30% off your order. MidasResources.com or find us on Facebook. Attention business owners and independent contractors. This is a money-saving message from Tax Mediation Services. If your business owes $20,000 or more in taxes, we can help you today, right now. Listen, dealing with the IRS is no picnic. It's an intimidating and extremely stressful process, and you don't want to go it alone. Our attorneys know every law, every tax break, and every possible opportunity to help you resolve and reduce your tax debt. And if you owe more than $20,000, you may be at the top of their hit list. So don't take your tax debt lightly because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-765-9681 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-765-9681. Again, that's 800-765-9681. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. So, with Peter Cohen... I'm Gene Steinberg. We're going to wrap up this discussion about WWDC and what we expect. In this segment, a little bit later, we'll have from Beta News, Joe Wilcox, who a former industry analyst. Now, let's look at this again. A lot of these criticisms, as we see, are senseless because they say Apple needs to be more like Microsoft Surface. So the last quarter, the Surface sales were down 26%. Mac sales were up a few percent. I guess because they're all in love with this Surface Studio that has this, the ability to move that touch screen and set it way down low for artists or something like that, like a clumsy kind of drawing tablet. Why are they so in love with that? It's $3,000 in its basic configuration. So if you can live without the touch, you can get a iMac basic iMac, the entry-level 27-inch with a 5K retina display for $1,800. 
Look, I, I think comparing Microsoft to Apple um, has always been an apples to oranges kind of comparison, if you'll pardon the pun. Um, and I think increasingly uh, these days, that's definitely the case. Microsoft's made a very concerted effort to invest um, its time and effort in development of Windows hardware and or Windows software, you know, Windows operating system software, Windows application software. Most importantly, hardware upon which to run Windows into a unified user experience regardless of whether you're using a laptop or a desktop machine or uh, a tablet or a two-in-one portable, you've got a device and you, you've got a user experience that scales across all those different devices. Apple has a very different perspective. Apple feels fundamentally that um, using a computer like a Mac and using a device like an iPhone or an iPad is a different experience and that the user experience should be customized specifically for that experience. Uh, that's probably a much broader philosophical topic than we really have time for in this segment. But it does give you a sense anyway of Apple's place in history and Microsoft's place in history in 2017 when it comes to those sort of prevailing user experience, user interface idioms. Look, I think tablet is a great device. I think that Microsoft has spent a lot of time, a lot of effort, and a lot of money in iterating the Surface devices to run Windows 10 and Windows apps as as good as they possibly can, and they continue to make those refinements. And it's to their credit, because they're doing stuff that uh, Apple is just simply not doing. So I'll be interested to, to, to see how that progresses. But Apple and Microsoft, I think, increasingly are trying to are, are, are defining different problems that they're trying to solve with their hardware. Obviously, though, Microsoft has had difficulties moving the surface. But part of it is and I'll give you an example of this. There is actually technically a, a Surface 5 right now. But when you look at the profile of it, they say, well, you can get the same features for less money from other PC makers. You don't need to go to Microsoft anymore. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I don't think Microsoft makes the Surface as a device that it's intended to make a lot of money from. I think it makes the Surface as a showcase device to help guide uh, other uh, companies that are developing Windows hardware. Which I suppose is it. That's a, something that Google tried to do with the Nexus and now Pixel phone by Google. But I talked to somebody the other day in connection with this other gig I'm doing, and he said he bought himself a Pixel as a replacement for a Galaxy Note 7 when they did the recall. And he said, it's a horrible phone. In less than a year, you can't use the mic anymore on it. It's just a piece of junk. Now, I can say from an example of one that Google's Pixel is a piece of junk. It hasn't sold very well. So if Google hopes to set hardware platforms for Android handset makers to follow, well, the only ones making a real profit is Samsung, and Samsung isn't listening to them. Well, that's a business decision that they have to make ultimately. And yeah, I mean, if they if the 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 devices don't measure up, then they don't measure up. My experience of the Pixel is exactly zilch, but I've read enough of the reviews and sort of in depth hands ons uh, with them to get a good sense of what the Pixel offers and what it doesn't offer. And it seems like a nicely designed phone. I'm sorry to hear that the durability for your particular uh, friends has has not been 
uh, up to par, but that, it, that's a very a very broad market. Obviously, you're right about Samsung being sort of the 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 apex predator in that market. You know, Samsung essentially occupies Apple's uh, place in in the Google uh, Android phone market, but without um, commanding Apple's margins because it's a, a very different business. Um, interesting stuff. Good stuff, bad stuff. We've seen it both from Samsung. Uh, Samsung's had a lot of problems lately, so it'll be interesting to see what what the next uh, few quarters brings them. Just very briefly, because we're going to wrap up the segment in a moment. So Samsung has this new phone called the Galaxy S8. It has fingerprint detection, iris detection, and facial recognition. Fingerprint sensors in the back, difficult to reach near the camera, so you can smudge the camera lens. The facial recognition has already been defeated. Launch day, somebody took a photograph and used it to defeat facial recognition. And then just very recently, a European hackers group was able to figure out a way to defeat iris recognition by making a color photo, printing it out, sticking a contact lens over the iris of the person's eye, and using that to unlock the phone. Duh. So it's got three systems for biometrics, the Galaxy S8. And one is awkward to use, and the two that are convenient to use don't work so well. They could be defeated easily. The other problem is they've got this AMOLED display, A-M-O-L-E-D, Supposed to be variation of OLED. Beautiful, rich colors, sometimes too rich, sometimes too bright. Apple supposedly will use OLED in their rumored iPhone 8. It's got the Samsung a red tint problem that impacts some users. And Samsung's response says, well, if it's like that, do a manual color calibration of the display to get rid of it. What? I'm happy that we've actually reached that point where we're color calibrating our uh, smartphone displays to get them to to look correctly. It reminds me of being a Mac user back in the mid '90s. Right. I mean, this is you know, do I have to do I have to now invest in a thousand dollar colorimeter to get properly balanced uh, white balance? Well, you see, in Samsung, by the way, their sales supposedly the first month, which is the biggest month, they sold five million of the Galaxy S8 and S8 Plus in the first month. Full month, Apple sells more than that launch weekends. Yes, yeah. no yeah. comparison. Hey, Peter Cohen, where can we find more of your stuff? I'm on Twitter at Flarg, F-L-A-R-G-H, and you can also read my musings and how-tos and all sorts of other stuff on my website at peter-cohen.com. Peter Cohen, thanks for joining us in the Tech Night Out Live. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Gene. listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. 
fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center-cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready-to-eat right from the pack bacon. Or warm and served. Life-saving, ready-to-eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at FullyCookedBacon.com. FullyCookedBacon.com. Ted Anderson telling you about Jordan Rubin's Beyond Organic Green-Fed Raw Cheddar Artesian Cheese featuring whole milk created through ancient dairy breeding, unpasteurized, untreated whole milk on the same farm the cows graze, containing natural sources of omega-3s, CLA protein, calcium, probiotics, and enzymes. I have never tasted cheese this good, and you need to try it. Contact your Longevity distributor or call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com. Today, how to incorporate your business in just 10 minutes so you won't lose everything if you get sued. Step one, stop putting it off. If you're not incorporated and someone sues your business tomorrow, it's not just your business at risk. You can lose everything, your home, your car, even your life savings. Step two, call the following number for a free 10-minute incorporation guide from incorporate.com. 1-800-945-1063. They don't provide legal or financial advice. They just make incorporating quick and easy. So you can incorporate or form an LLC in just 10 minutes. That number again is 1-800-945-1063. Step three, congratulate yourself. By taking just 10 minutes to incorporate your business or form an LLC, you protected your home, your car, and your life savings. And that is how you incorporate your business in just 10 minutes. But hurry while they're still giving away these 10-minute incorporation guides for free. Call 1-800-945-1063. That's 1-800-945-1063. Will the government protect your family from Iran and North Korea's newest weapon, EMP? We buy guns to protect ourselves. Home, health, and car insurance for accidents. Maybe you also have food storage. But how would you keep your refrigerator running in a long-term EMP blackout? Using tested military designs, the Solark EMP-hardened solar generator protects and powers your critical appliances for years without burying items underground or wrapping them in aluminum foil. Unlike other preps, Solark is used every day to help offset your electric bill automatically. Visit PortableSolarLLC.com to learn how easily expandable the system is. Solark is the most affordable and powerful solution on the market. The whole system even fits in the back of a pickup or SUV and can install in less than an hour. See for yourself why Solark beats other off-grid systems at PortableSolarLLC.com. Don't wait for the government. Go to PortableSolarLLC.com to learn why Solark is energy insurance for your family. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, and like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat, I would flip-flop all night long, I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed, it's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN.
What's going to happen next? You never know when you're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. Tech columnist Joe Wilcox, a former industry analyst, joins us again. It's been a while, Joe. What have you been up to? Oh, busy, busy, busy. And uh, (laughs) closing out the estate of a loved one. And, uh, of course, watching everything that's going on with Google and Apple and Microsoft. And, of course, we just had the Microsoft and Google developer conferences. And Apple is coming up in uh, a very short time. So it's uh, an interesting time of year. Let's take them in order, okay? We'll speculate about Apple and WWDC in a moment. But Google had the I.O. conference, and there's a perception that most everything they presented was incremental. What do you think? Uh, Well, yes and no. I think uh, I want to look at a Gizmodo headline, which I think really sums up in some ways the whole whole I.O., even though it refers to just one aspect of it. Google Photos provides a friendly reminder that Google owns you. And I I think there's a lot to that when you look at uh, what's happening with Google Assistant and all the ways that Google promises to kind of proactively uh, anticipate the things that you want and then the way that the things kind of connect to your family and sharing with them. And there's a Obviously, we all know Apple has, uh, you know, family kind of sharing of photos and things, but there's something about Google and the artificial intelligence and trying to figure out things for you and anticipate what you want before you know you want it that eh, feels a little insidious, feels a little strange and, and in some ways frightening. That's the thing that worries me about Google. And I talk to people and I say, at least if you're using Gmail, use your email app. Don't go online to gmail.com to do it. Uh, And that's what I do. I I almost never, unless I need to adjust some some specialized settings, uh, use the the browser app. I'm always using a, a desktop app or a phone app. Because at least there you're insulating yourself a little bit from being found. Even then, they know who you are. They know what you're doing. And we want them to yep. know less. Uh, and, and I'm scared to think uh, what they know that I'm doing or think they know what I'm doing. I'm still, I don't know if we've discussed, I think we discussed this in the past. I've been having a problem with some guy uh, out in the Midwest who keeps mistyping his email address as mine on Gmail. And so I've been registered for these uh, uh, sex dating sites um, uh, and all kinds of other stuff. And as a result, I'm getting a lot more spam than I used to uh, in my Gmail. And if it keeps going at at this rate, I might have to abandon a Gmail address I've had forever since the service was in beta in the last early in the last decade, because it's just uh, become so bad. And you can unsubscribe to certain things. You can contact uh, certain companies, but it's just a torrent. And, and I I emailed the guy once, and it's clear he's making a mistake, and he doesn't – seems like he's not very uh, tech-oriented. Uh, so he'll go to one of these uh, weird sites, uh, dating sites, uh, MILF sites, whatever, and uh, he'll register, and all the invites – 
hey, baby, I'd like to get online with you tonight. Uh, messages are coming to me and going into my spam folder, not to him. So, And even worse, what happens here is most of those sites are bogus, totally bogus. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, even dating services I worry about. And I have a relative whose husband died a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she's looking. She's not the partying kind. I mean, she lived with one guy for, what, 50 years. And so he's gone. She's looking as a senior citizen for someone new, just not to get married, just somebody to meet. So she signs up for these dating services and you don't know what's going on there. You don't know who these guys are. There's no way to vet them. There's no way to know if they're real. So what do we tell her? Uh, Yeah, well, what I tell everybody, don't click on attachments. (laughs) So an email. She mostly looks at responses. And then when she sees the response, she will then try to type her own response. And she's barely conversant with email. One of the things that she really never learned. She has an iPad that we got for her, an old iPad. And she struggles. And she tries to make it happen. But it's difficult. There's a lot of strange things. Let's get back to Google I.O. So the thing here now is you're pushing photos. Right. Uh, and it looks good. It'll be interesting to see what Apple does uh, with its uh, you know, photo app and, or apps and service uh, uh, next month uh, at the uh, uh, developer conference. But you know, both are pushing photos very hard. If you look at the recent uh, advertisements from Apple uh, for iPhone, it's photos, photos, and more, oh, and videos. So p- take your pick, but it's one or the other. And uh, it's interesting timing, that whole pitch, by the way. Uh, I I think it um, says something about uh, the leadership of uh, Tim Cook versus Steve Jobs. With the the 10th anniversary of the release of the original iPhone coming up, I would have seen that as an opportunity to launch a new device. And I think that's exactly what a more emotional uh, Steve Jobs would have done. But... uh, Tim Cook is a bit more pragmatic. He's a genius of logistics and manufacturing, squeeze every nickel uh, out of every person. And uh, I think we're not going to see a a new iPhone until the autumn instead of June. And meanwhile, Apple's just going to uh, push the marketing up to keep the sales going and uh, get as much as it can out of iPhone 7 and, and 7 Plus, especially before the new model comes out. But they've always introduced new iPhones in the autumn. Why do it differently well, this year? In fact, if you read the chatter about this rumored iPhone 8, it may not even be available in large quantities then. It's a pretty difficult thing they're trying to do. There was one story that came out today quoting someone in connection with their chip maker. Allegedly, they had to go through all sorts of trouble trying to embed some kind of fingerprint sensor touch ID in a touch screen, below a touch screen. So they wouldn't have to do what Samsung did, which is stick it in the rear. By the way, that the rear fingerprint uh, scanner, I've used it on uh, some of the, the Google phones. Very convenient. It, it, I actually like it better than the, the front for whatever that's worth. Well, the problem I think they complain with, with Samsung, it's so close to the lenses of the camera. If you don't touch it right, is a problem. But the real thing with the Samsung, and I'll just segue already, it's got an iris sensor, and the hackers can beat that easily. 
It's right. got facial recognition. You can do it with a photograph. So they're useless. The only real biometrics that you rely on would be the fingerprint sensor. I'm used to the front, honestly. And I can see why that involves some kind of extra motion. I'm used to sticking my thumb onto the home button. Of course, if we don't have a home button, it's still the same place. Well, yeah, I understand. But but I want to go back to the release date again. Uh, I mean, the original iPhone was, what, June? End of June. So that was summer. Uh, Wasn't the uh, iPhone 4 like in April or uh, early summer uh, release as well? Um, And I know the last couple have been later in the year, but you know, Apple can do it differently if it wants. I mean, we're talking about the 10th anniversary. This is a very iconic moment for a phone that, you know, transformed, real, literally transformed how everybody interacts with technology. I mean, Nokia invented the, the smartphone as we, as we know it in 95 or 96 thereabouts, but it wasn't until the iPhone that it and these this new motif around the screen the immersiveness the responsiveness the human uh human qualities that were imbued into the device that just everything changed and you know pcs are on the way out because smartphones are so good so personable so uh portable and that all started with iphone we've got more to come with joe wilcox i'm gene steinberg you're in the tech night out live listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Breaking news. Can you keep up with it? Does it affect you financially? Yes, you can keep up if you have MarketVulture.com. MarketVulture levels the playing field by providing the same type of service that hedge funds, Wall Street traders, security firms, and government agencies use, but not for thousands of dollars. Try MarketVulture now with a seven-day free trial. Don't worry. Zero risk. One-click cancel anytime you want. MarketVulture.com. Seize the opportunity. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I'm here to tell you about GCNTelecare.com, a team of board-certified doctors assisting you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Within 15 minutes of registration, care your family can afford. Revolutionizing the healthcare industry, virtual consulting, providing diagnosis of non-emergency medical issues by phone or secure video on computer or smart mobile devices. GCNTelecare.com, virtual care anywhere. 
Are you looking to become more self-sufficient? Then you need to have your own energy source. The Solark EMP Hardened Generator is automatic, maintenance-free, and reduces your monthly electric bill. You can also take it off-grid when you go camping. Contact PortableSolarLLC.com or call for details at 972-575-8875 today. Portable Solar LLC gives you everything you need to start using solar energy in less than one hour. Solark EMP Hardened Solar Generator Energy Insurance. For your family or business, call Portable Solar LLC today. Are you happy washing your hands with harsh chemicals? Are you happy doing laundry with detergents? Are you happy paying high prices? Find your happiness with Pure Soap. These all-natural, earth-friendly Pure Soaps are the very best you've ever used. Buy in bulk. Get a 12, 36, or 48-month supply. Or get items individually and still save big. You're getting soap products twice as good as what you're using now. Earth-friendly and natural soaps. Your family deserves the best. Happiness is 5starsoap.com. Why not put your money up the drain for a change? See them at 5starsoap.com or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Cal Bend Soap Company can save you thousands of dollars and give you good old-fashioned real soaps that are triple concentrated. Soaps made from vegetable and coconut oils. See their full selection of soaps at 5starsoap.com. That's F-I-V-E starsoap.com. Or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. You never know what's going to happen next while listening to the Tech Night Isle live with Gene Steinberg. So, neighbors, Joe Wilcox is saying basically here the 10th anniversary of the iPhone, to be technical about it would be the latter part of June, when it actually shipped, not the latter part of September, which is what Apple's done now. So to keep with that, should Apple have strived to get a 10th anniversary iPhone to ship in late June, to be precise in terms of the month and date, as opposed to just the year? That's the issue. And could they have done it? Could they have gotten this rumored product out any faster? I have no idea. They maybe could have started faster. Well, it's all about what you want to do. We're talking about a market that is rapidly saturating. The top two smartphone markets in the world are China and the United States. India's third. India is expected to pass the U.S. this year, by the end of this year. So, um, so two of the three markets are pretty much saturated. Most people that have a smartphone or that want a smartphone, have one. Now, Apple and some of the carriers have done a pretty good uh, job with creative financing to allow people to get something and then trade it in a year later. But to be honest, uh, it's a, not just a saturated market, but we've reached a kind of threshold where most of the devices are good enough. There's just only so much more you can add to make it appealing. 
And I'm wondering about this new device. It's like in a, in a good enough market, your new device has to be better enough. I mean, substantially better to displace what's already there. And I just wonder what they're doing. If the, uh, if the, the touchpad is any indication of what Apple considers innovation, and I do have a uh, MacBook uh, Pro 15 with that, with that touch bar, excuse me. If that's Apple's idea of innovation, I'm not too hopeful about iPhone 8, to be honest. Why are you so pessimistic about this iPhone 8? We're not pessimistic. It depends what Apple wants to do. If Apple wants to do a, a uh, I guess, a, a trend-setting product, really have to advance forward. Google has the right idea by pushing voice and context, making the phone more, use- more usable and more, contextual, more contextually usable. What you want, when you need it, where you need it. And Apple just hasn't been there. And I'm, I'm actually kind of disappointed because Apple was really first out of the gate with Siri. There was so much potential behind Siri. It still is, you know, lags in my own experience, lags behind Google. Now it's called Google Assistant and even uh, Amazon Echo. I'm hoping we're going to see something better and Apple pushing voice more than it is. But let's face it, everybody wants Star Trek the Star, Star Trek experience, where you're talking to your devices, where it's ha- totally hands-free. You don't have to touch it. Uh, 3D touch, I'm, I'm still baffled by that. I don't want to, to touch it and have uh, extra context. I want to be able to talk to the device and bring out the context that I want. Get my hands free. Here's the thing. Google has a lot of ideas, and it's a question how well they're implemented. So I think it's generally agreed that their voice assistant works somewhat better than Siri, depending on the context. But then it's the trade-off of privacy that's ever-present. I agree with that. Okay. Now, in terms of actual products, though, Google's flagship smartphone, the Pixel, phone by Google, didn't do that well. I mean, from hour one, they were selling two for the price of one. I think, what was it, Verizon was their loan carrier? or AT&T, whichever one it was, it doesn't matter. It's uh, Verizon. Okay, Verizon was their loan carrier, and they were selling two for one from day one. I talked to somebody who bought one of these things, and he said the microphone died within the first year. He said it's the worst phone he ever had. The build quality was bad. So even if the features are extraordinary, if that's an example as opposed to an example of one of what's going on, I can see there's a problem. So the question is here, Google may have ideas, but how do they translate to products? Obviously, Google has apps on iOS. So they're taking advantage of Apple's technologies there. But the question, once again, is Google's ideas, are they translating into products? We have, for example, Samsung, which I guess kind of wants to go its own way when it can. You know, with its own custom software and everything. Right, right. And they have problems. Look, a fingerprint sensor is in the rear. That's okay if that's your preference. But the facial recognition, the iris sensor, not so good. There's a red tint problem on the Samsung Galaxy S8. Some reports of overheating. I don't know if it's above normal. But there have been some reports. There are a few lawsuits about S6 and S7 families. Right, right. Having... That. So it seems to me that if Samsung has a good idea, 
It's not well implemented. They have a quality control problem. And that's something they need to work on. I mean, why offer biometrics where only one of the three is reliable? The other two can be defeated easily. How do you get away with that? I think the problem I see with Google is they have some a lot of interesting ideas and they just have endless numbers of beta ideas, you know, stuff that's out there. And a lot of it really never comes to play. It doesn't translate to a shipping product that hundreds of millions of people are going to buy. We have the Android smartphones, but the ones that are successful are the cheap ones. The more successful ones, well, Apple sells more iPhones than Galaxies are sold by Samsung. And But there are more Samsungs used in the world, and there are more Androids uh, in general. I think they have, what, uh, 2 billion active users now is what was revealed at uh, Google I.O., which is no small number of people, considering we have 7 billion people on, or a little over 7 billion people on the planet. But Apple has its own you know, problems, too, with quality control. Uh, and in some ways, they're, they're amplified depending on which market you, know, you live in. Uh, with uh, Samsung, it, it's like this always. When iPhone 7 and 7 Plus came out, when they're new out of the gate, there were criticisms about quality control, people having problems with them. Uh, and you know that's what hits the news cycle. We're seeing the same thing uh, with the Samsung uh, Galaxy you know, S8 and what is it, the S8 Plus. That's typical. That's what normally happens. Uh, remember what happened with Consumer Reports and with... Uh, uh, the, the last, again, iPhone 7, 7 Plus, and C- Apple and Consumer Reports had to, to work together, and the recommendation was changed uh, you know, based on that. But the point is, and it created a lot of negative pub- publicity. So, Yeah, but wasn't the argument, is, not the iPhone, wasn't it the MacBook Pro, where some well, obscure maybe it was the bug? Pro. Yeah, excuse me, you're right. It was the MacBook Pro. Okay, well, and this was something where Consumer Reports, let's back up here because we're Correct. three steps ahead. Thank you ahead. for correcting me. Yeah, that's okay. Let's back up. We're three steps ahead so our listeners have a context, Joe. So as we recall, because we talked about it at the time, Apple releases the MacBook Pro with Touch Bar. Right. Consumer Reports tests it and finds out of three battery tests to verify, again, three different results. So it's not acceptable. So Apple works with Consumer Reports to see what happens. And Consumer Reports has kind of a funky test routine. It's not like sitting there and downloading files or playing DVDs. It downloads, I think, 10 sites from their server, okay? Not checking regular web access to put the MacBook Pro or any notebook computer under normal load. It's not normal load. It's from their server. They turn off browser caching because, I don't know, they they think they're getting consistent results that way, but that's not the way people use it. You want to know how the battery works? Use it the way people use it. We can argue about Apple's tests, but they're well-defined, and they are based on repeating a certain level of user tests, and you can come up with your own. This is not a user test. It's nonsense. So apparently, there was some kind of obscure bug in Safari. So when you turn off caching, which is in a develop menu, which is not part of the application normally, it has to be added in preferences. Right, right. You turn this off. And it triggers this bug that screws things up, causes reloading of browser icons or something like that, as a result of which they get really, really screwy results. So Apple fixes it, and Consumer Reports retests. 
and now they get good results. But even then, the results don't make sense. Apple claims up to 10 hours battery life, and some people get that, some people get half that. We know it's controversial. You had some problems with the MacBook Pro. So we know it varies all over the place, and maybe some of the software fixes Apple did with Mac OS Sierra have fixed that. The key here is Consumer Reports are saying laptops sometimes get up to 20 hours of battery life with their funky, unrealistic tests. It doesn't make sense to me. Maybe they feel we can't change now because we've tested all these products, but we'll have more on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. In these uncertain times, it makes sense to have a sustainable backup method to cook food and boil water. If your current plan includes using a fuel-burning stove or cooking over an open fire, then there's a much better way. The Miniman Rocket Stove is a biomass-burning cooking stove that only requires small quantities of sticks and twigs for fuel. The Miniman Stove is easy to use, smokeless, portable, powerful, and sustainable. For the finest in survival cooking stoves and fire starters made right here in the USA, go to MinutemanStove.com. That's MinutemanStove.com. The answer to being in control of your own health care is freedom from insurance. Become part of a group of self-pay patients that come together to share in each other's medical expenses. Individual share amounts begin at $107 a month and $347 for families. Choose from three health sharing programs. Holistic treatments may be eligible for sharing. See guidelines. Discount programs available for dental, vision, and pharmacy. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. Welcome back to the Tech Night Out Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So we got into the crazy quilt notebook tests from Consumer Reports that use a circumstance that nobody else uses because it's not a realistic user case. Only a small percentage of users open the develop menu and turn off browser caching. Be web developers do that. So I don't know. You want to get consistent results. Sure. But my point was something else, which is when that happened, okay, the initial report from consumer reports, uh, consumer reports, you know, didn't recommend the MacBook as many people expected. Then it 
created a lot of negative publicity about the new MacBook Pro and I'm sure it wasn't the best for sales. It certainly wasn't the best for the brand. My point is that happened right out of the gate. And you mentioned examples of problems with the Galaxy S8 uh, and the S8 Plus. But again, it's it's right out of the gate. There's a lot of buzz out there. There's a lot of mystery. There'll be misreporting. And we need to let things settle over a number of months to really assess what these phones can do b- before passing judgment. And I would well, say that for for Apple products as well. Well, we ag- agree with that. Apparently, at least with the MacBook Pro, sales were good enough to fuel slight increases in Mac sales, Correct. even though there was nothing else new. So I don't know what kind of impact this had, but it happened after Christmas, the original Consumer Reports rating. And within a week or so, it was resolved. So by the first of the year, it was history. It was really there for a week right after the prime buying season. The negative stories are still out there. And Google, going back to Google now, you know, Google search, uh, people will find them. They'll, they'll, They'll read a headline or a couple sentences and they'll believe it. That's, you know, part of the problem. Can I ask you a, a, a question? The iPhone, the 7 and the 7 Plus, uh, do you know, are they, uh, you know, universal for the different carriers? I think they are mostly at this particular point in time because they keep adding support in their baseband chip for more protocols. So, so that's what I thought. Uh, only I found out cruelly this week they're not. I was looking to switch carriers, go from T-Mobile to Verizon. Now that Verizon has uh, changed its plans, it's almost the same, will be almost uh, the same price for me to have Verizon versus T-Mobile. And if I do a speed test in my apartment, we get like three to four MIPS of uh, throughput from T-Mobile versus can you get this 70 to 80 from Verizon? So it's really different um, uh, over the LTE network. So I thought, okay, no problem. The phones are universal. We'll just do a switch. Go into the Verizon store. They check the IMEI number and say, nope, uh, not going to work on a network. So then I go and research, and sure enough, there are two models uh, uh, for for each of the devices. Uh, One for pure GSM, uh, which, by the way, uses a slower Intel modem, and then there's uh, one that has the G- GSM and CDMA networks with a faster Qualcomm modem. And so if you go into an Apple store or even to a, a Verizon store, you buy the Verizon phone, it's unlocked, and it works on all the networks. Even if you buy the unlocked phone from Apple, well, the same thing, just no Verizon SIM card. But for me to switch, I'd have to sell my uh uh, T-Mobile phone because it won't. There's no CDMA CDMA support. It's kind of miffed me a little bit, to be honest. I I thought these things were universal, and I can't understand why Apple would sell two uh, distinct models uh, when it doesn't seem like there's any need to. Let me ask you here: What about AT and T? How well does that work in your area? So I did some testing. And because uh, because the AT&T phone, because uh, I could use the phones on AT&T, and unfortunately, the speed was comparable to T-Mobile. So I'm assuming they're using the same or, same towers or similar. Well, you know, as they say in Yiddish, that sucks. 
I'm really sorry to hear about that. Yeah. But well, I know really, they were I, using, I, I see, I know they were using chips from both Qualcomm and from Intel. I didn't know that was a separation. And maybe it's a question of how many they can get of each. And now, of course, Apple has this big legal dispute with Qualcomm, which <laughs> I don't know. I think they want to switch totally to Intel if Intel will give them all the things they want. Well, it's interesting that uh, if you go and, and, and look at the, uh, the different tests um, uh, uh, done by, I guess, folks you could trust. I, I can't think of one right now uh, to cite. There's, about a th- there, there's up to a 30% speed difference between the Qualcomm and the Intel modems. Right, but for a smartphone, it probably isn't really that much of an issue for most people. I don't think that's an issue. Most people are not going to see that kind of performance that they have to rely on. I think they can work with a slightly lower speed. The key is what's the speed where you live and where you work and where you go. If you can't get the performance you want there, it doesn't matter. If this can do 70 and this can do 100, it doesn't make a difference. But when it's three or four versus 70 or 80, that's a big difference. Yes, it is. And I understand that, of course, the same thing would be with Sprint, because Sprint's using CDMA also. Yeah, so, correct. Same problem. Well, they also, I don't know if they still have it, they also have these offers where they'll give you some kind of incentive, cash incentive, to trade in your phone or something. And maybe they have some offer to make to you, right? To, but you, it, it just doesn't work. I bought the phones in September when the uh, when uh, they came out. So when you think of that's already been spent on them, and what their resale value would be, and then to buy new phones, uh, uh, presumably before a new models come out in September or whenever, uh, it just uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense. So it's still going to be a couple of hundred dollars loss, is what you're saying. Uh, probably more than that, but um, when you start taking on new, you know, new device payments, um, unless I you know pay for them outright. Well, at this point, maybe you just hold off if you can. Yeah, that's my plan. Unfortunately, September. that's my plan. So, yeah, I have no better answer. Maybe Apple will get that worked out for the next revision of the iPhone. I mean, they've been expanding what these things could do. I mean, they've taken on more and more channels. I see your problem with Verizon. Of course, I want to switch now from AT&T for another reason, which is their customer support since they bought DirecTV. It wasn't great before. Now it is perfectly awful. In saying that, I had an experience with Sprint, and all I wanted to do was yell and scream at them. I mean, I literally, every time I talked to them, I wanted to just tell them where to go. I had Verizon for a while before the iPhone came out, and it was so-so. But I went to AT&T for the iPhone. Now, I mean, who didn't? Who didn't? Right. I did remember AT&T was the only carrier for the iPhone for a while. Yep. For That's a long time, what, five, almost five years. Until uh, Verizon joined in, yeah, it was for several years. And it's not bad if... I just live with it day-to-day and never call customer service. It's pretty decent. I have no complaints. The speed I get here is more than what I need because in the house, I'm using Wi-Fi anyway. 
So that makes no difference. On the road, depending where I am, I get decent, decent experiences. That's with AT&T. That's with AT&T. It's fine with me here. Obviously, if I went to your apartment, well, we know what's going to happen. It's not we know what's going to happen. It slows down. And, and it's been like that uh, when we had AT&T and an and iPhone way, way back. It was never great. And it's just disappointing to see that uh, the, so many years later, it's, it's still the same. I have to say, I'm really surprised at the unlimited plans and how competitive they are now after T-Mobile shook up the market. When I did some comparison uh, for maybe some of the listeners' uh, education, we have five lines, including relatives. I'll tell you what, let's let's have that comparison next segment with Joe Wilcox. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Neighbors, I want to tell you about my favorite graphics app. It's the award-winning Graphic Converter. You know, Graphic Converter is the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features. And most important, it's easy to use. It's also far less expensive than that other app that you can only get by subscription. You know, the one I'm talking about. What's more, you can get 20% off with your order right now. So write this down to learn about Graphic Converter. Go to www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Let me spell that. www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation. Analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. you know what's lurking in your water? More than 200 contaminants could be sitting there just waiting for your glass. With a ProPure water filter, start enjoying clean and great tasting water today. ProPure filters, independently tested, latest water filter technology. ProPure systems do not require electricity and are easy to set up and easy to use. To find out more, visit your authorized ProPure dealer or ProPureUSA.com. That's P-R-O-P-U-R-U-S-A.com. Hi there, I'm Bob Eubanks. 
You know, as part of Hollywood for a long time, I've seen my fair share of celebrities get in trouble with the IRS. Well, there's one name I trust, the Tax Defense Group. They're the most trusted name in tax. So if you owe more than $10,000 to the IRS, you really need to call my friends at the Tax Defense Group. Ignoring the IRS is not the solution. They can garnish your paycheck, levy your bank accounts, seize your home or business. But the Tax Defense Group could put a stop to all of that and tailor a program that would reduce your tax debt to pennies on the dollar. you got to love that. So don't just take my word for it. Call them. Find out for yourself. They offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. And they're open 24 hours a day because they know that tax debt doesn't sleep either. Call now for your free and confidential tax analysis from the most trusted name in tax. Call 800-361-6907. 800-361-6907. We use cell phones against our heads every day. But now a landmark U.S. government study confirms increased health risks from exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The time to protect yourself is now. The solution is Defender Shield. Proudly made in the USA, Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation emitted from cell phones, tablets, and laptops. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. Use discount code DEFENDER for 10% off. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in EMF radiation protection. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. Comparisons, comparisons. Joe Wilcox, tell us more. All right. So I compared the three carriers, uh, AT&T, T-Mobile, and Verizon for their unlimited plans. We have five lines in the family. Uh, so uh, T-Mobile will be the cheapest. We pay about 180 a month for those, not counting any devices, uh, 200 for Verizon, and 205 for AT&T. So interestingly, AT&T uh, is the most expensive and I think they're number three in terms of network uh, speed and reliability behind T-Mobile and Verizon. So that, that kind of surprises me that number three from that aspect would charge more than anyone else. I thought their prices were supposed to be consistent with Verizon, though. Well, $5 more. Oh, okay. For the same basic packages. Yeah. Everybody gives you the unlimited, which really isn't unlimited. They cap you at about 20 gigabytes. I think T-Mobile just raised it to 30 gigabytes. Verizon in the store told me that uh, when you're capped, your speed will go down in, quote, congested areas. In the store, AT&T told me you're down, period, even though online I've read the same uh, terminology, congested areas. And I'm not sure what uh, T-Mobile's policy would be, but, uh, you know, who's really going to go above 30 gigabytes a month? Well, congested areas to them could be anything. There's no definition. They could assume... So, so Verizon it, gave me one. Verizon gave me one. They said, like, if you're at, like, a concert, that's they consider that a congested area or uh, some something else is going on where, where network traffic is unusually high. Compared to what? Yeah, well, they don't tell you that. Yeah, we can always trust them. 
I don't know. I, the thing that bothers me here is what happens if Sprint and T-Mobile team up? And that was also part of my motivation looking at another carrier because I'm, I'm not so excited about that matchup. I mean, how about yourself? I hate Sprint. I obviously have had no experience with T-Mobile, so I can't tell you anything about that. But the thing that's going to happen here is if this merger were to take place, for two or three years, it'd be a mess. Oh, yeah. You had to bring the networks together. I don't know how you do that. You're going to have bad support because the support people are going to be reduced in number because there are redundancies. See, they say it's synergies. No, it's redundancies. You lose people. People lose their job when you have a merger. So people are going to lose their job. Support's going to be worse. The ability of getting good service while you're outside on the road. And I don't know how that's going to work because, again, you've got to see how these networks combine. Now, I remember Sprint bought another company called Nextel, which is like a business wireless carrier. That was a mess to sort out. Yeah. Nobody knew what to do. Well, I think a lot of it depends on if it's a SoftBank Sprint buying T-Mobile, it's probably much more problematic than the other way around. I think I would agree with you there because I'm not at all happy with Sprint. Now, Sprint might be good now. I didn't actually look hard uh, at the, the pricing, but it's my understanding anecdotally that their unlimited pricing is the most competitive. But I was just, it, Sprint wasn't even a consideration. And the thing is here with T-Mobile, they just offer now unlimited you don't have different plans. Like with Verizon, I priced it out, knowing I'd probably have to change my hardware. I priced it out, and it's very difficult the way they make it because you got to start selecting your amount of data that you want, the number of lines, and then when you want to look for a price, they've got you looking, oh, you have your own equipment, do you want to buy it? They ask you this intermediary question where you're forced to select equipment or make a decision about your equipment before you go on. And if you say, I will bring my own equipment, it's asking for the number on that device. So you have to specify it. You can't just say, what's the price, man? I want to know what I'm going to pay, and then I'll make a decision. Don't put me through this rigmarole. Uh, Do you know why they do that? Well, I guess they want to stop casual shopping. Or, but uh, the competitors know what the, they're doing. The, the, no, the I, they're asking for the IMEI number, right? Right. And they need to know whether so that so they phone can, is compatible. That's so they can check to make sure it's compatible during the process. Fine, but we're not in that point yet. We're not buying the <laughs> service. We just want to know what the price is. If the equipment's not compatible, we can worry about that when we're ready to place the order, then consider our options. But it's strange because I went online. I was able to get pricing on the plans without giving any information on equipment. Just told it the number of lines, and it and I bingo. I had a price for what it would cost for that. Um, but I but I was also planning to bring all my own phones at that time. So no, I understand that. I just think they shouldn't be checking it. In my case, they would not tell me a price unless. I did some confirmation. So if I wanted to bring my phones to check compatibility, if I wanted to buy new phones, I have to select them. I don't want to select them. I just want to know the price. 
Well, you see, this is where you need the Google artificial intelligence, which is watching what you do all the time, anticipating your needs, know that where you bought the phone and the IME number, and it just autofills it for you. Of course, you'll you'll want to get out your tinfoil hat because you feel like you're being watched all the time, but you know, that's beside the point. Oh, well, what can I tell you? I guess I know, I know. whatever is going to happen, Apple, is, I assume, within the next month or so or two, start production of the new iPhones. We'll see more exact rumors and that sort of stuff. But now at WWDC. Okay. What do you think Apple's going to do other than what we expect them to do? iOS, Mac OS, Watch OS, TV OS, maybe new MacBook Pros or something. Well, um, I, I, what I expect is what we've seen in the past is uh, new versions of the operating system, uh, new tools for the developers, uh, maybe even a renewed push into the education market around uh, development. In terms of the hardware, there's always rumors of hardware that, that uh, with respect to the developer conferences that, that seem to just not happen. We saw that with Google, too. The, you know, Google's supposed to, uh, I'm reading about new tech tablet, new phone, do this, that, and we didn't see any of it. It was for developers. It was software. And I, I think that's largely what we're going to see uh, You know, with Apple. Apple might uh, preview the new phone. I think definitely we'll see beta, public beta of uh, of, of any new platform as, as in the past. Uh, what I'm watching will be what's going to happen with Siri and whether with Siri there might be that rumored new if any device, the new kind of home assistant like Google Home or uh, uh, Amazon Echo, and now they have the Amazon Echo Show along with the screen. Yeah, the Amazon Echo Display, I think it is, right? Or Show. Uh, I think it's whatever they call it. The Amazon Echo. What the heck is this? We'll have more on the tech. Night Owl Live. <laughs> for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Homeowners have much more to worry about than just making their mortgage payment. Can you afford to repair or replace your air conditioning when it stops working this summer? Or worse, a major plumbing problem? With National Home, you can say goodbye to repair bills. If you own a home, you could stop paying for these costly repairs. Best of all, call now to get one month of repair coverage for free. Get total protection for your home's major appliances and systems so you have no more costly repair bills. Call 800-887-3022. That's 800-887-3022. 800-887-3022. Be prepared for the next disaster with the Shelter Pod. The Shelter Pod is a large, all-season, heavy-duty, quick-deploy shelter. The Shelter Pod system can be set up in 30 seconds and includes an emergency medical kit, water filter, survival tools, and more. Are you prepared to take care of your family? Do you have everything in one place ready to go? Get it now or enter to win a complete Shelter Pod system at ShelterPod.com. The Shelter Pod at ShelterPod.com. Shelter when you need it most. 
Hi there, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. And we're looking in this time of terrible financial crash, terrible meltdown of the medical system, we're looking to pay people obscene amounts of money if you become a student of our business at Longevity, We will help you actually take care of people better than the medical system has. Think about it. We spend more money in America for health care than all the other 218 nations the world put together, and they can't even solve weight loss problems. I mean, the medical system have a total mental brain fart, and if you do this, you will be able to save an enormous amount of people from being overweight, being obese. They don't even know what causes obesity. Believe me, we know what causes obesity. In the medical system, they think it's from eating too much. It's not from eating too much. It's actually a mineral deficiency. Do you solve a iron deficiency anemia with a bone marrow transplant? That's what they think. Do you solve a mineral deficiency that causes obesity with a gastric bypass? That's dumber than a stump. Contact us at GCNminerals.com. Learn how to lose weight, look good, and save yourselves a gob of money. Are you happy washing your hands with harsh chemicals? Are you happy doing laundry with detergents? Are you happy paying high prices? Find your happiness with Pure Soap. These all-natural, earth-friendly Pure Soaps are the very best you've ever used. Buy in bulk. Get a 12, 36, or 48-month supply. Or get items individually and still save big. You're getting soap products twice as good as what you're using now. Earth-friendly and natural soaps. Your family deserves the best. Happiness is 5starsoap.com. Why not put your money up the drain for a change? See them at 5starsoap.com or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Cal Ben Soap Company can save you thousands of dollars and give you good old-fashioned real soaps that are triple concentrated. Soaps made from vegetable and coconut oils. See their full selection of soaps at 5starsoap.com. That's F-I-V-E starsoap.com. Or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas. When I was playing ball, they called me the Big Hurt. But after I left the game, Mother Nature started putting a Big Hurt on me. I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, it wasn't my fault. Once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. But luckily, I found out about Nugenics. Nugenics is a unique man-boosting formula powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help boost your free testosterone levels. Get a complimentary bottle now by texting PRIME66 to 321321. With Nugenics, you can feel stronger, leaner, with a lot more stamina and energy. And guys, she'll like the difference too. Nugenics is GNC's number one selling men's vitality product. Get a complimentary bottle now by texting PRIME66 to 321321. Nugenic samples are not available in stores. So again, text PRIME66 to 321321. You never know what's going to happen next while listening to the Tech Night Isle live with Gene Steinberg. So the Amazon Echo with the display. I looked at the picture. It looks to me like, do you remember they used to have these small TV sets you stick in a kitchen or patio? Yeah, but you know what? I see two motifs here. It reminds me of one of those small TVs. And it also, from another perspective, reminds me of a clock radio. And I don't necessarily think that's bad. It's my experience, and Apple is 
really good at, at doing this well is building on the familiar. You take something that people know and that's familiar to them and you make it better. And, 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 and in fact, you make it, uh, make it do things that people wish they could do, but they couldn't. Uh, my favorite example going way, way back was when iPhoto came out. And suddenly you, the motif was, was kind of like having your, your, you know, photos in a physical album, yet you could now, you could resize them and, and make them bigger and smaller, all kinds of things that you wished you could have done to your photos in your photo album, but, but you couldn't. So you start with the familiar and go, go from there. And I think for, for the usage scenarios that Amazon is thinking about, the small TV in the kitchen or clock radio by the bed isn't such a bad motif. Very familiar, great way to go. And, and if, with this whole communications thing, this, uh, what do they call it, drop-in, where you, know, you just know that grandma's by the device and you can just ring her right up. If I were Amazon, I'd be thinking about the older aging boomers as candidates for this kind of device. And that TV in the kitchen, that clock radio by the uh, uh, bed is very, very familiar. Now, I wonder how many people are buying those things because the last I heard was 12 million. And they first, what, previewed it in 2014. That's not a lot of units. And I understand the sales were better over Christmas. But it doesn't sound to me like huge numbers of people are buying them yet. Wait, um, they just announced, I'm sorry, uh, what? Are we talking about the same device? I'm talking about the Amazon Echo sales up till now. Oh, okay. So not. I I don't know how many people are going to buy the one with a TV set. Right, right. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I'd be interested to see how that compares to, to Google Home, for example. It's not like a mass market success. It's not even at the level of the Apple Watch, which is not like a mass market seller. So I wonder, you know, what point this is going to take off. But obviously, Amazon doesn't give you exact figures. You have to look at analyst estimates. But those estimates are kind of consistent in that area. It's not huge success yet. Maybe this one will be. Well, but, it, but it actually, from another perspective, it is huge success. In many ways, I look at the Echo as a Trojan horse for advancing Alexa. Uh, and we've seen a lot of uh, development around, a lot of interest, developer interest around Alexa, particularly uh, at Consumer Electronics Show in January. I think that's the value of Echo is helping uh, Amazon push its voice uh, platform uh, out to getting getting some kind of adoption. Because we're seeing Alexa in a lot of different Amazon devices, not just the Echo. You can have it in your Fire TV, whatever. And now it's going to come in even more devices and televisions and cars and whatever. And uh, that makes it a, a very uh, potentially good competitor to, to Siri or uh, Google Assistant across you know, many third-party uh, devices. Yeah, but right now with the iPhone and the iPad and now with Mac, hundreds and hundreds of millions of devices run Siri, whereas Correct. 12 million run Amazon Echo so far, and whatever number support Google Assistant. So right now, if you look at those numbers, you know Siri rate's pretty high. The, obviously, the question is, how using Apple's privacy concerns 
can they make it more flexible? Which, of course, is the Except big problem. Except you have even more you have even more Android devices out there that are capable of supporting you know what Google does with Google Now, Google Assistant. So if you're going to go by numbers, I don't know what percentage of Android hardware is capable of running that. I don't think it's all of it. It's got to be um, the, st- the stuff. I, I'm not sure. How, I haven't looked recently to see how the the install base breaks down, but I think you'd be surprised uh, how many devices support even just Google Now, which is all voice. So, even if it's a few hundred million, and then we have Siri. That's the comparison with the Echo, which has a paltry market share right now. It may have a mind share in terms of tech pundits. Oh, we're talking about that. Look at this great platform. And Amazon is certainly giving it a big push on their site. But as a practical matter of people buying them, it's not there yet. uh, Well, actually, it is. Because I'm thinking you have to think about it from a different perspective. You have to think about it from the silo, which is Amazon as the retailer looking for you know more ways to sell more things to more of its customers. And there's something I'd like to suggest about Amazon. I have no data to back this up. It's just a theory I'm going to throw out. Uh, here in California, a few years ago, the state decided that all these online retailers had to pay taxes. So uh, Amazon had not had any real presence here, kept the warehouses in other states uh, for shipping things so that it could avoid the the taxes. Because if you have a presence in the state, then you have to pay tax. If you don't, then you don't don't have to pay the tax. Now it's all different. doesn't matter where you're located. You got to pay the tax. So what happened is Amazon started moving those warehouses in-state closer to the uh, points of destination for the uh, orders in larger cities. And that happened not just here, but in several states around the country and then everywhere. And suddenly we're seeing Amazon's presence exploding with, you know, the prime now and the same day delivery and all these things that are instant, 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 which you didn't have a few years ago. And it's my theory that we have one of those uh, circumstance of uh, what do you call it? unintended consequences where the states looking to get more tax revenue decide oh, we're going to tax these online sales with Amazon you know, in our crosshairs. Now Amazon, since they're like everybody else, they, they, they can bring their, their, their points of distribution, their points of sales closer to the customers. They expand and they start putting more retailers out of business because um, we're seeing a real problem. A lot of people are complaining about, or, or, or there's a lot of analysts are talking about how the recent uh, store closures, retail store closures, have a lot to do with Amazon, which accounts for some ridiculous uh, number of uh, online sales in the U.S., I think approaching 50%, some, some, some ungodly number. And it wasn't like it wasn't that extreme just a few years ago. So I don't know if it's true. I'd have to do some research and look into the data. But I think that this, the, the state's grubbing for taxes um, may have turned Amazon into a monster. Now, I look, by the way, as to whether I can get Prime Now, which is same-day delivery, two-hour delivery, actually. Right, right. I'm not there yet. I'm a little far out from there. I think I'm one zip code or two zip codes off from Prime Now. Oh, well. well 
give it a couple days. <laughs> I mean, with Amazon, they're expanding so quickly. Who knows? You know, when when that fact a warehouse will pop up in your neighborhood. Well, then I will need Walmart. There you go. <laughs> but right now, I looked at the Prime Pantry from Amazon, and the stuff I normally get costs more money. Now, who do they distribute from? Like locally here, uh, they use Sprouts, uh, which is a bit more of a a uh, healthy grocery store. And I would say the, I, and absolutely I would expect higher, higher prices from them. I really don't know. I haven't checked. I just kind of scanned it briefly. We're going to scan one more segment with Joe Wilcox. We're on to Amazon. Now we started with iPhones and WWDC. We barely touched them. Maybe we could go back to that in a minute. We've got more to come on the tech night. How live. <laughs> Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. The answer to being in control of your own health care is freedom from insurance. Become part of a group of self-pay patients that come together to share in each other's medical expenses. Individual share amounts begin at $107 a month and $347 for families. Choose from three health sharing programs. Holistic treatments may be eligible for sharing. See guidelines. Discount programs available for dental, vision, and pharmacy. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. Love or loathe him, Donald J. Trump is our 45th president. There is no denying now that Trump will go down in history, both despised and admired. Commemorate Trump's presidency with your very own Trump Silver Bust from TrumpSilverStatue.com. This museum-quality heirloom Trump Silver Statue bust is hand-cast from 20 troy ounces of silver, a great investment. From TrumpSilverStatue.com. Loathed or loved, own a valuable piece of Trump's legacy. Get your solid silver Trump bust today at TrumpSilverStatue.com. Fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center-cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready-to-eat right from the pack bacon. Or warm and served. Life-saving, ready-to-eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at FullyCookedBacon.com. FullyCookedBacon.com. 
Attention business owners and independent contractors. This is a money-saving message from Tax Mediation Services. If your business owes $20,000 or more in taxes, we can help you today, right now. Listen, dealing with the IRS is no picnic. It's an intimidating and extremely stressful process, and you don't want to go it alone. Our attorneys know every law, every tax break, and every possible opportunity to help you resolve and reduce your tax debt. And if you owe more than $20,000, you may be at the top of their hit list. So don't take your tax debt lightly because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-765-9681 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-765-9681. Again, that's 800-765-9681. Yesterday, I got a call from the IRS. They say I owe them over $16,000. I don't have that kind of money. Don't try to fight the IRS on your own. Use Coast One Financial Group and let them help you get a fresh start. If you owe at least $10,000 in back taxes, call now for a free and confidential tax debt analysis. Call Coast One now for a free consultation at 800-643-4661 now. 800-643-4661. That's 800-643-4661. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. So, Joe Wilcox, at this point, I can't take advantage of Prime Now two hour delivery. You know, if they evict me from here and I have to move closer to Phoenix, maybe I'll happen. But rather than worry about that now, let's get back to WWDC and the rumors about new MacBooks, MacBook Pros. What are you hearing? Well, I mean, again, everything is rumors, right? So um, the, I guess the current rumors, which I'm not sure I believe them for this event, maybe later on, uh, would be the newer Intel, you know, processors. Uh, we'll, I guess we'll just have to wait and and see if that happens. And then, of course, there's been a lot of buzz that Apple, you know, might drop the uh, the MacBook, uh, the plain MacBook, not the Pro. I would like to see the company either bump up the Air or, or do away with it. But I understand the Air sales are still good, which baffle me. I mean, I know it's a small footprint, but I would rather have the better keyboard on the MacBook and the better display, the problem is the performance isn't there with the chips. It seems to me a MacBook that had the best of uh, what's inside the Air with that beautiful Retina display and uh, the butterfly keyboard would make a lot more sense. But, well, I thought you know, the MacBook was supposed to be the Air's replacement. Well, the Air, hair, hair, Air to the Air, right? Oh, boy. I know. Forgive me. All right. You're forgiven. Don't do it again. Yeah. I I mean, the rumors are the air is still going to stay because it's selling. I'm not sure I believe that. I mean, it's uh, the MacBook uh, fits more into a unified. If you look at at how the the notebooks are are priced and uh, the design and whatever, particularly, again, around the keyboard and display, keeping the MacBook makes a lot of sense. But why would you you think to discontinue it? I haven't heard it that way. 
Well, you asked about rumors. That That's one of the rumors that I've been seeing online is they're going to uh, pull the plug on the MacBook. Well, that's one I didn't see. Again, not the Pro, not the Pro, just the 12-inch uh, model. I'll have to look that up. I haven't seen that particular rumor, but I'll go with that. All right. I can see where its potential would be is they add the KB Lake version of the chips to get a little more performance. Right. And then they cut the price $200. That's where I can I, see I think a potential. I think it's too soon for a price cut. Maybe in the older models. What I'm saying is here, I'm looking at the possibility here that they follow what Apple did with the original MacBook Pro with Retina display. The original price was several hundred dollars higher than it ended up being in the range of the price of the current MacBook Pro with Touch Bar. And then it went down 100 here, another 100 there over the next few years. If you follow that trend, look at the original price and look at the price it was in 2015 before it got update. Yeah, no, I agree. I just think it's a little bit too soon. This um, would be the third year of it. So this year, I could see it going down $100. But they just raised prices with this last release Right, cycle. but the MacBook, not the MacBook Pro. Oh, not the MacBook Pro, the Mac, right. MacBook. Yeah, yeah it's I could ready see for a price reduction. Sorry. Yes, my misunderstanding. You're absolutely right. I agree 100%. I think it's ready for, a, say, a $200 reduction. Make it, was it $1,299? Make it $1,099. So you pay $100 premium over the MacBook Air or make the MacBook Air, the 13-inch model they're selling, $899 as opposed to $999. Stick in the KB Lake processors. Keep it on the lineup as the entry level. And for a couple hundred dollars more, you get the MacBook with the Retina display. Now, now, I don't is, see the MacBook Pro getting cheaper for a couple of years, but that's another correct. story. You know, since you bring uh, you know price cuts into this, it makes me think of uh, markets that are price sensitive, and one of those is education. And it wouldn't shock me if uh, Apple at the developer conference made some kind of uh, announcement, software or hardware, you know, focused on education during you know back to school buying season. Those Chromebooks are just everywhere. You know whether we're talking iPad or the any of the Mac MacBook family, I uh, wouldn't wouldn't be shocked to, to see something happening there in the, uh, with respect to education. Well, they moved the 11 inch MacBook there to the educational market. The last price was 899. Now I can see it 699. If they're buying a couple of thousand, it could be like 450 or 599. Now the other thing here is they did bring out a cheaper iPad, this fifth generation iPad for 329. Yeah, yeah. That's obviously a move towards the educational market. It's also, I assume, a move to encourage people who have older iPads to update. Hey, 329, go for it, man. Now that makes me think, iPad mini, you've seen the rumors that Apple might do away with it? Sure. What do you think? At this point, I think the iPhone Plus series it's taking sales away to some degree. Yeah, it's a smaller display, but it's a combo device. That's one thing. If they continue it, they're going to find a way to make it a lot cheaper. It's going to start at 229 If you can get a full size for 329 why shouldn't this be 229 Agreed. I think that would be the only scenario worth keeping uh, the Mini. And then I, I, for school systems, if you buy 10000 you spend 150 That makes a lot of sense. Now we're moving into the Chromebook pricing. And the question I have about Chromebooks, too, 
cheap notebook computers, traditional notebook computers. And that's what it is, basically a cheap notebook computer running Chrome OS. They're not that reliable. How well are they holding up under the rigors of educational use? Well, that's a good question. I don't have a a firm answer from talking to educators, but I will say this. They're easy to manage, to switch uh, users from, you know, one to another device, and they're cheap to begin with. So uh, the replacement cost isn't, you know, terrible uh, compared to, say, an iPad or a MacBook of any uh, version today. So if you've got a device you paid 154 maybe 200 with some uh, management, yeah, there, there's cost there, but particularly if some of that cost is being passed on to the parents, which some school systems are doing, then you know they, they can absorb it. You know, these things aren't flimsy, and there definitely are models that are tougher specifically for the education market, but they also those also cost a little bit more, too. I just don't understand, though, the Microsoft Surface model with, what, a cloth keyboard thing? Or maybe this is just done if you take it to a school and you don't want the kids to spill their Diet Coke on it. I don't know. This is something we can start a discussion on, but we have no time. Jill Wilcox, if our listeners want to find out more of the things that you do, where do they go? Uh, you can find me on Beta News, and I don't even remember. Maybe it's betanews.com, author, four slash author, four slash Joe Wilcox. You can always find me on Twitter, where I'm Joe Wilcox. You can go to my personal website, joewilcox.com, uh, where occasionally see tech stuff. But uh, recently, I've been on this rampage uh, photographing cats in my neighborhood. I'm shocked at how many there are, and we actually have a whole series of photos on those. So if, if you like animals, that's great. Uh, if you like tech, go to Beta News. Thank you, Joe. We can be found on Twitter. Look for Tech Night Owl. Look for Tech Night Owl on Twitter. Go ahead and look for Gene Steinberg on Facebook. Learn about all my problems. No, we don't want to get into that because people might just laugh. And then we have another radio show about UFOs and things that go bump in the night called The Paracast at Paracast.com. And this weekend on The Paracast will feature Chris Rutkowski, He's a Canadian science writer and educator, and he also has a background in astronomy. And he's going to explore a UFO sighting of 50 years ago, Falcon Lake in Canada, a book called When They Appeared. What happened there? Someone got some kind of radiation thing as a result of seeing something weird at Paracast.com. We also want to offer you the best way to support the Tech Night Out Live, and that is to subscribe to Tech Night Owl Plus. We offer a commercial-free version of this show with better quality audio, all for a low monthly annual lifetime subscription rate. And we even offer weekly subscriptions for $1.49 a week. What, pray tell, can you buy for $1.49 a week anymore? You can't even get a Starbucks coffee. What's that, $3, $4? $1.49 a week. Plus.technightowl.com, plus.technightowl.com. Joe Wilcox, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Owl Live. Thank you, Gene. The Tech Night Owl Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel.